Hey everyone, John Mark Comer here. Welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Monday, February 8th. Our reading for today is from James chapter 1, verse 19 to 21. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Let me read verse 19 over you one more time. That is a command in the text. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon. It's about 1.30 the day before, February 8th, the Super Bowl is in full swing. I am likely missing the weekend's halftime show or whatever it is. And I just finished teaching for our Sunday morning gathering at Bridgetown. And whenever I get done teaching, it was a great morning, but doesn't matter. I start to replay in my mind all of the things that I wish I had not said. Oh, I wish I had not made that joke. Oh, I wish I had not made that point. Oh, I wish I had not made that aside. There is a proverb. Tell me all you want. No, it was okay. But there is a proverb in the Hebrew wisdom literature that is a great kind of synopsis of the danger of my job. Quote, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. Stand up on a stage in front of the church or on the internet and talk for 40 minutes, as I just got done doing, and you are bound to sin at some point. An unkind joke, a sarcastic dig at somebody else's expense, God forbid, an untrue doctrine or idea, a self-glorifying aside, who knows? For this reason, James goes on to write, after his command to be quick to listen and slow to speak, he goes on to write in the next chapter, let not many of you become teachers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. That is not like my life verse, not a favorite for me. That is followed by the most famous passage in all of scripture on the tongue. Listen to an excerpt. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures have been tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. James, though, is saying all of this, a very grave warning about the danger of the tongue or the danger of talking. He's saying all of it with his tongue or his pen, to be more literal. So he's not down on talking in general, but for James, there is a very important order. The order is listen first, then talk. Or in his language, let everyone be quick to listen and slow to speak. Most of us, and I'm guilty as charged, are the exact opposite. 
We are quick to speak and slow to listen. The result is we sin a lot with our tongue. You reach a point in your growth and maturity in the way of Jesus, and it's not that far in where James is dead on, and the vast majority of your sins are done with your mouth. The monks have long had a practice of set times every day for quiet where no talking was allowed. And I'm not talking about morning prayer. In fact, morning prayer was for the most part done with the rest of the monastic community. But times during the day of work for no, where no talking was allowed, of meals, lunchtime, or even dinner where no talking was allowed. Why? Because they are legalistic? No, because a monk is more than the average person his entire life or a nun's entire life is an attempt to dedicate all of their mind and body over to God, to live holy in order to see God. As Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. It's an attempt to purify your mind and your body in an attempt to see God in prayer. They take holiness, not that I don't or you don't, but they take holiness very seriously and they would say the main way that most of us sin is with our mouth, with our language, with our talking. And they would say, and this language goes back to the third and the fourth centuries, the desert fathers and mothers in the north of Egypt, ancients, right? They would say, the more you talk, the more you sin. Very basic formula. So they turned quiet into a spiritual discipline. By quiet, I don't mean like morning quiet time or silence and solitude. I mean just the act of not talking for a set period of time every day or every week. Think of it, and this is true of all spiritual disciplines, but think of it like training wheels, right? You practice not talking for an hour a day or a day a week or whatever, and in doing so, you are training your mind and your body and your tongue itself to listen more than you talk because that is not natural for most of us. But listening is hard because when we listen, we're not in control. We're not in control of what other people say, of whether or not they say things that are true or untrue, whether or not other people in the conversation believe a lie or not. We um, can't defend ourselves from an attack or an accusation. We're not in control of what other people think of us, if they are impressed by us or let down, if they know some cool thing we have to tell them about, about our own life or not. We're just not in control. We move from a posture of grasping to a posture of waiting and receiving. If you don't believe me, next time you're out for coffee with your friend group or even with your community or your small group, set a timer on your watch for, I don't know, five or 10 minutes. Just to have a little secret practice. Don't tell anybody and see what it feels like to just listen, not make a comment, not throw in an antidotal story, not disagree, not defend yourself, not add in, just listen. Notice how not in control you are. You will become hyper aware of all the ways that all of us, myself included, use language in an attempt to control, to get other people to think what we want them to think, do what we want them to do, help us the way we want them to help us. And whenever we grasp for control, in particular of other people, we sabotage love. 
And listening is a form of love. When people feel listened to, even if you disagree with most of what they say, they feel loved. Listening takes us to the posture of a disciple of Jesus, not of a grasping for control, but of receiving all of life as a gift. Notice that James in chapter 1, the opposite of the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, i.e. through when we are quick to speak and slow to listen, is to, quote, humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Humbly accept the word planted in you. Just adopt this posture of listening and receiving all of your life from God as a gift. God is the one who is saving you. You don't have to save yourself. You don't have to save your community. You don't have to save the world. God is the one who are saving you. We just sit at his feet and listen. It's been said that the primary posture of a disciple of Jesus is sitting at his feet and listening. Cue the story of Mary and so many other in the Gospels. The more we learn to adopt this posture of just sitting at Jesus' feet in quiet listening, listening to God first, to other people, and even to our own heart, The more we adopt that posture, the less we will sin and the more we will love. As always, Jesus is our great example. I think not only of his life, but of his arrest under trumped-up charges and his sham of a trial before the Sanhedrin. The gospel writers tell us he, quote, opened not his mouth. When he was slandered, when there were lies that were flying all around him, when his life itself, not just his reputation, his life itself was under duress, he opened not his mouth. Can you imagine that level of self-discipline and of love? As Peter later interpreted it, Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Speaking of the same story, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. The opposite of control is trusting in God. And when we listen, we practice not just less sinning, we practice trusting in God. God is the one who can and will save us, and we just receive all of that as a gift. My invitation to you today on this Monday is to adopt Jesus' posture as you go through your day to be slow to speak and quick to listen, to let go of trying to control other people's opinions of you. After all, your reputation is not who you are. It's who other people think you are. Just let go of that and listen to God, to others, and to the voice of the Holy Spirit in your own heart's desire as you move through the day. Let's do that now to end. I invite you just to take a few deep breaths. Every time we breathe, we realize that all of life is a gift. We did not earn the oxygen in our lungs. We don't deserve it. It's just a gift from the creator to the creation. 
when it comes to all the wicked and the righteous, the gift of life. Just take a moment and breathe. Now I invite you to open your mind's eye to God's voice. The Holy Spirit has direct access to your mind, and your imagination, to your body and the sensations in your body or the memories that you carry in your unconscious. Some have called the body the storehouse of the unconscious. The Holy Spirit has access to all of that. Jesus, silence the voice of the enemy right now in our mind, in our body, and let your voice rise up in our heart. Take a moment to just listen for the day ahead. Two very simple questions. Question number one, God, is there anything you want to say to me? Question number two, God, is there anything you want to say through me? A word not for me, but for a coworker or a family member, a roommate or a neighbor, someone on the street. Is there a word you have of love or comfort or wisdom or kindness to pass on to another? God, we need your grace, your empowering presence to live this way. We need your grace, God. We pray, help us, save us. Help us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry today. Help us to talk less, to listen more, to sin less, to love more. And thank you for your mercy, God, on the, all the times we fail, all the times we failed yesterday, all the times we will fail today. Thank you that we live in a mercy-saturated world under the merciful God of love. We love you and thank you. Amen.